Voyage. Jenny is on her back on the operating table, sedated. Jenny's only five months into her pregnancy, so it's way too early for the delivery. But something nearly as magical is about to happen. At least I think so. But then I would. We routinely sedate the mothers now. Remaining lucid during the procedure proved too confronting for most. In a way, it's a pity. The mothers miss the exact moment when their lucky little fetus becomes connected to the world. But at the end of the day, a calm mother is a calm fetus. And it allows me to concentrate more on the procedure. In tacky jargon, it's called the articulated tentacle. Sounds grotesque for such an elegant and advanced surgical tool. This is micro keyhole surgery right inside the brain of Jenny's fetus. On the monitors, I'm through the belly, into the womb, and about to enter the little one's translucent cranium. This is where I have to concentrate. I feel a nurse wipe my brow. I'm so deep in the task I didn't even notice I'm sweating. And so, in less than 25 minutes, I install baby Jen into the fetus. It hardly notices. Brain surgery is painless, and this is very light-touch surgery, despite its sophistication. I remove the tentacle, and we wait for Jenny to emerge from sedation. Is she okay? Better than okay. She's ready for tomorrow's world. Do you want to see the show? Yes. We set up an ultrasound and watch. The fetus suddenly moves with a coordination and intent that would previously have been impossible. We can see its little foot poking out on Jenny's belly. <gasps> I deliberately make the first move a little confronting for the mom, but the last one soothes them. Is that... Is she smiling? Sure is. Does she have a name yet? Claire. Congratulations. Claire is connected to the world. Now, don't be alarmed. This next step is the last part of the installation. A noticeable flash of light blinks out of Jenny's belly and the ultrasound momentarily blurs out. That's just the installation circuits being destroyed. Claire's baby Jen is now wholly and only hers. The tiny baby gen genesis device is a recent innovation. Ugh, did I really say innovation? I'm falling under Phineas' spell. A recent marketing ploy, designed with neuroplasticity in mind. It will literally stretch and grow with the developing fetus. If Claire is ever in distress during the pregnancy, if her heart rate plummets, for instance, a connected application on Jenny's phone will alert her immediately. In this way, the baby gen will save countless lives. And once baby Claire grows into her teenage years, having been connected all her life, and the envy of those around her, she'll pester her mother, Jenny, and daddy dearest for a proper Genesis, the kind everyone who can afford it has. Today, that's Genesis Mark IV. Genesis was an inevitable device, really, and I'm still proud that it was me who drove its development, back then and still now. Experimental Mark Zero was literally just a smartphone attached to your head in a small, discreet cylinder behind the ear, patched directly into the auditory nerves. 
Genesis, take me home. Of course, Dr. Carver. But Mark I, the first commercial version, was just the proof of the pudding. Still not much more than a smartphone, but now all the functionality patched directly in. Bypassing, no, augmenting ears and eyes. Still on the outside of the head behind the ear. But now that was a fashion choice, an ostentation. Why pay all that money for a Genesis and not shout to the world you have it? Genesis, unlock the front door. Welcome home. Stepping into my kitchen, I glance out the window. Belinda is lounging by the pool. I'm still knocked out by her after 12 years of marriage. From this angle, I can see her naked ear. Belinda refuses to get a Genesis. She's what the boss, Phineas, Phineas Klein, refers to as a Luddite. A non-believer is a less loaded term. The market demographic who are suspicious of new technology and who we've yet to tap into. There's always been Luddites, ever since the first machines in the Industrial Revolution. Eventually, reality catches up with them. You're early. Phineas let you out of the dungeon. The implantation was a total success. Couldn't have gone better. He said with no trace of humility. <laughs> There's lots of benefits for baby and mom. You sound like one of Phineas's trashy blurbs. Doesn't mean it's not true. Well, anyway. Oh, where did you hide the pretzels? Bottom shelf. Since when? Since always. Snacks go on the top shelf. Why must our shelves be so divided? I have a dream. A dream of a world where every food is equal. Pretzels and cans of beans, popcorn and dried pasta, all living together in harmony. You were hiding them for yourself. <laughs> Never! And I can't help but notice you're not wearing the new bathing suit I got you. Sneaky change of subject noted. I'm not wearing the cosy you got me because it's wildly inappropriate. Someone should look gorgeous in it. Stop hiding pretzels. And perhaps... Someone will forget common decency for an afternoon and pretend I'm at Bondi Beach. <laughs> Are you getting in? I was waiting for you. I don't like to swim alone. Incoming call from Phineas Klein. I'll get changed. Hurry up. Phineas! Reiterating, launch is July 1st. What? Genesis 5 isn't ready yet. $50 million of pre-bought ads and Blake Bigham disagree. As we spoke, I stared at the cabinet. Belinda was right. I had hidden the pretzels. A reflection moved in the glass of the cabinet door. I turned and looked out the kitchen window. Belinda was thrashing around on the ground. Near the pool, too close. Another epileptic fit. Uh, gotta go. Uh, Belinda, call you back. Genesis, end call. I dove in after her, dragged her out. Shit if I wasn't home. As I sit in Belinda's hospital room, I ponder that Genesis would have reminded her to take her meds. It's so easy to forget sometimes. Genesis is unholy. Genesis is a sin against mankind. I was glad she was sleeping. The Genesis protesters upset her, even though she's not getting one herself. They're aggressive. They drench themselves in blood, probably just red dye and jello, and call hospital staff Satan. Suffice to say, they're not fans of the baby gen implant we did here earlier. 
I hope Jenny and Claire didn't have to run their gauntlet. Dr. Carver. Yes, sir. Your wife will be fine. Whew. There's no indication of harm to the baby. Baby? You didn't know? N know what? She's pregnant. Two months. Impossible. But true. It's important she lessens the risk of another seizure. Lots of sleep, no alcohol, of course. I understand she takes carbamazepine for her epilepsy? Yes. Lamotrigine is safer to take during pregnancy. Oh. This is her fifth epilepsy hospitalization this year? It is. That's extremely severe then. She shouldn't be left alone. No, uh, of course. Are there other options? Perhaps resective surgery? Always nice to speak to a fellow doctor. Surgery would be an option if it were a simple form of epilepsy. But she has multifocal epilepsy. We can't be sure surgery would be more effective. I see. This bad, huh? Welcome back, honey. What are you hiding now? The woman has ESP, I'm sure of it. N nothing? I've been sleeping in the same bed as you for 12 years now. You're an open book. The fertility doctor. She was... wrong. Wrong? You're pregnant. Two months. <sighs> Holy shit. My thoughts exactly. What if it happens again? Belinda's sister, Natalie, moved in the next day. We couldn't leave Belinda alone while I was at work. The Dungeon is our nickname for my lab. Easy to see why. Deep underground, it's a series of windowless nooks with racks of rats in cages. Even now, a decade after I created the first Genesis, it's surreal and disturbing to see my Genesis bulking above their tiny left ears. Past the Rat Hotel, there's a neurology operating theater where we implant them. Super high-tech robotic surgical arms poised over a bizarre, rat-sized operating table. And then the brainstem of the lab, my massive computer rig from which everything is controlled and where we model up how Genesis talks to the brain. And standing right there was a man I didn't recognize. How the hell did he get past all the security? Excuse me, who are you? Dr. Carver. Duncan. Duncan. Wow. So excited to meet the father of Genesis. Sorry, forgot my manners. Tommy, Dr. Thomas Easton, PhD in software visualization. I'm the resource Phineas promised to rescue the Genesis 5 launch. Rescue? Phineas's phrase. He's such a visionary, isn't he? He's told me all about this glitch you're stuck on with Gen 5. Genesis 5 is our most ambitious development by far. No longer just a superior smartphone super connected, Gen 5 connects deep down in the brain where it can do so much more. When we get it working, this is the future. Optimization of the greatest tool evolution ever produced. It can enhance reflexes, balance brain chemistry, do all that electronic processing biological nerves are so slow at. It's an exponential leap forward. Orders of magnitude more powerful, and not yet fit for humans. Uh, Dr. Easton? Tommy, please. Only mom calls me Dr. Easton and even she's getting sick of it. Looks like Phineas didn't mention I'd be here. <sighs> Phineas only tells anyone what he wants them to hear. What they need to hear. 
Flashman's practically a ninja. A tiny, pasty, irritating little ninja. Software visualization. Seriously? Time's running out. We've been treading water for months. Things can't be that dire. Even at the outrageous price we charge, I can't walk down a city street without seeing a Genesis. Or three. You're welcome to review our budget if you can read numbers. Prick. But you and this little castle cost more than the GDP of Burma. And Genesis isn't sexy because it's sexy. It's sexy because we say over and over and over in all the most expensive magazines and shows that it's sexy. So we're a cool product for the rich and famous. But it's not enough volume. We need the next iteration. We need application to other buyers, organizations. Like who? That's my problem. But if we don't launch soon, it's your problem too. Uh, excuse me. Simeon and I did a test. I think I fixed it. A glitch. No more killer rats. You star! Tommy! That's why I hired you. Pop up to my office when you brief Duncan. And with that praise for all my hard work, Phineas ninjaed out. Our glitch was obvious and devastating. The Gen 5 rats were killers. We have this dead simple test, pardon the pun. Rats love a grape. It's their ultimate reward food. Put two ordinary rats, or even two Gen 4 rats, together with two grapes, and there'll be a spat. A bit of nipping and dominance posturing. But then each rat will choose one grape and set to devour it. A Gen 5 rat is different. In seconds, it'll have both grapes, and the other rat will be a bloodied corpse. Apply that to human beings, and you've got a serious problem. I've been busting myself for months trying to figure out what's going wrong. In ultra-slow motion on the video and the brain scanner, it's impressive, but incomprehensible. One moment, the V-Rat, what we call the rats with Gen 5, is just a rat. Then, in a flash, brain function goes off the scale in all sorts of dimensions. And in a flash, it all normalizes. Except now, it's one rat, two grapes, and a corpse. A corpse that probably took me three hours to implant with Genesis. Tweak GOS 5. Happy rats. I'm, I'm sorry, Tommy. I tuned out. Tell me again? Pretty basic, really. Surprised the brain surgeon couldn't see it. Gen 5's so much smaller than Gen 4, you get crosstalk in the circuits. Nobody made allowances. Equals killer rats. Tweak the operating system. GOS 5. Happy rats. Oh, and I tinkered a few broad functions as well. Shit. 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 In short order, we repeated the experiment. Two V-Rats, separated by a divider, each munching on a grape. Simeon, our lab aide, pulled the divider away. I've got to admit my heart leapt into my mouth. I'd lovingly implanted both these girls, and I've seen too many torn apart already. But Tommy was right. The rats looked at each other, had a tussle, reared up on their hind legs in a rat wrestle. Then one gave the other a nip on the neck, and they each retreated to their treat. Just like that. Just as it had been with rats since time immemorial. And through Genesis 1 and 2 and 3 and 4. Rats being rats, not killers. See? Happy rats. You know, Genesis 5 can be so much more than a rich man's toy. It can be a medical tool, uh, a mental health tool, a well-being tool, depression, Genesis, schizophrenia, Genesis, ADHD and autism, Genesis, epilepsy, Genesis.
It's always the same music when I visit Phineas. I haven't figured if he uses the same soundtrack for everyone or if this is his special Duncan music. When he's in one of his droning on monologues, I tend to tune out and register the music. It's a four minute piece. Maybe he figures four minutes of his time is all I'm worth. Belinda? Really? She's pregnant. Congratulations. She nearly drowned last week. Another seizure. Even if she gets to term anytime she's alone with a baby, Gen 5 might be our savior. You're the one blocking human trials. We run a bunch more rats. We can induce seizures. If Gen 5 can stop them. Rats I've got plenty of. Klein, you need to instruct that bitch EA of yours that you're not busy when I arrive. If Phineas is a ninja, Blake Bigham is a bulldozer. Not one of those dinky little jobs they use around the city. No, he's one of the monster ones they use in deep pit mines to scoop out 50 tons of shit and dump it somewhere. In this case, on someone who's just upset him, I'm gonna scoot. Maybe dig out Klein's assistant, poor Janice, from under the 50 tons Blake probably just dumped on her. Duncan, my boy. Tell me more about the new Genesis. I was maybe 15 years younger than him, but he liked treating me like a gee whiz college student. Maybe it was a rich guy thing. Bigham was our benefactor, one of the wealthiest men in the world, but he got that way by gutting companies that underperformed. Still in the works. I'd prefer to tell you when it's solid. He's clever, Klein, but rude. You should have a word to him. I'll leave that to you, Blake. We'll catch up with you later, Duncan. I was happy to leave. So, to what do I owe the pleasure? I saw the latest projections. No pleasure there. Same projections as last month, and the month before, and the month before. It sounds like this mediocrity is a brag for you. I didn't invest a billion dollars in your grand vision because it was a grand vision. I invested to get a grand return. Where is it? Where it always was. Down the track and huge. Don't down the track me. I've got a buyer on hook who will change the game for us. Hmm. What about Aura? Korean knockoff artists. Serious buyers won't touch it. Industrial buyers. And we're three generations ahead of them. My pockets aren't limitless. Well, for all practical purposes, I think they are. Technically, all your IP is mine. Maybe Tong Tuen and their Aura could use a little high-end IP right now. I have a marquee buyer about to commit. Don't tease me. The military. It was enough. Blake grinned. All his menace vanished. But now, I had to close the sale. Why am I eating my steak with a butter knife? It's not a butter knife. Well, it's not a steak knife. Candles and flowers on a Tuesday? Duncan Carver, dictionary photo of absent-minded professor, remembers romance? Say no, and I'll never bring it up again. No to what? Genesis. Genesis 5. Where the rats kill each other? Fabulous. We solved that. A technical problem, and we've solved Epilepsy in the rats. Think on it, Belle. You and the baby. Genevieve. Genevieve? If it's a boy? Jane. Well, let's hope she's a girl. <laughs> so think on it, Belle. 
You and Genevieve, preschool, soccer practice, first birthday party. Seizures? That was the past. Genesis stops that. How can you be so confident? It's my whole life. You and Genesis, my two mistresses. Now I see what's driven me all these years. It wasn't Genesis. It was you. It was what Genesis could do for you. That's why I exist. But say no, and I'll never bring it up again. And you won't be mad? Of course not. I mean it. We only do this if you're all the way in. It's that or nothing at all. Bell's Genesis 5 implantation went smoothly. I was shaking way more than a surgeon should. The robotic arms we use for this delicate operation compensated. But I could see they were tested, as could all the rest of the theater staff. Phineas, ever the showman, insisted we have a little party in his office to celebrate. Champagne and cake. Alcohol-free for Belinda. She laughed. <laughs> Here's to the first human trial of Genesis 5. Well done. Simeon has also volunteered to be a trial for Gen 5. Very sensible of him. He was never going to afford it on his pay. As we were leaving in the parking lot, I saw a vehicle with government plates. I'd never seen it before. A smart young Marine shot out to open the passenger door and a big man in full uniform got out. Is that a general? I'm not sure, but he has a few stars on his shoulder, so maybe. General McWilliam, such a pleasure. I wasn't expecting an in-person visit. Can we can the Muzak, please, Mr. Klein? Of course, sir. I thought it best to tell you in person, given the effort you've put into convincing us. Excellent, excellent. We won't be buying. But General... Mr. Klein, despite scuttlebutt in political circles, the military is very careful with its expenditures. We were looking for something that gives a tangible battlefield advantage. Which Genesis... Doesn't. We can equip our men and ladies with everything that Genesis 4 offers for far less than it would cost to get them with Genesis. But the commanders... There is some advantage in giving officers Genesis, but that is far from a step change. As I said, we're looking for tangible battlefield advantage. Which Genesis 5, General, not Genesis 4, can deliver. Vaporware at the moment, Mr. Klein. Marketing fluff, according to our analysts. Human trials are well advanced. Perfect. So when you can show us a live-fire demonstration, Mr. Klein, we will review this decision. Good day, sir. Simeon's implant went fine, and another volunteer, Yuri, did too. Belinda was adapting well. Too early to be sure on the epilepsy, but I was fully confident. I was even starting to warm to Tommy. Annoyingly, Phineas was right that work on the operating system was as important as work in the neurological connections. We were learning so much about brain function. Of course, a few weeks later, Tommy presented me with a mangled V-rat carcass. It was a nightmare I'd had a few times prior. I hoped I was dreaming. I wasn't. 
I lacked the imagination to be this grotesque. What happened? This was Terry. Terry? He shared a cage with Jerry. Terry and Jerry. Anyway, Jerry was the rat we induced an epileptic seizure in, remember? Of course. Well, Jerry, for no particular reason, decided to kill Terry. Enemy Within is a production of Voyage Media. The series is produced by Nat Mandel, Robert Midas, and Dan Benamore. Executive produced by Alexander Stitt. Directed by Dan Benamore. Written by Alexander Stitt and Dan Benamore, based on Alexander Stitt's original screenplay of the same name. Starring John Cahill as Duncan and Narita Bronwyn as Belinda. Additional cast credits available in the show notes. Edited, sound designed, and mixed by John Higgins. Original music by Durlis Gonzalez. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you're listening and subscribe now for future episodes.